guys, we are back. What is up, Drew? How you doing tonight, brother? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm glad to be back. It's been a long time. I feel like it's been a really long, long time. Long time. Long time. We uh, took the summer off, basically, but Yeah, a little off season, right? You know, no little off season to hurt anybody. Uh, how are how are things your way, my friend? Brother, we are doing good because we got football coming back. We got the show back. And this is the 100th episode of the show. And this is our dress rehearsal. NFL teams get it. So why not get one for ourselves here? Because that's what we're doing. This is the dress rehearsal edition of the full coverage football show. Man, we've been off since I think we had one episode in the past like two months, which was one our random Sean Watson episode. Random ass episode. Yeah. Just like Where tossed just in there. Thrown in just to Sean Watson. We broke it down. And hey, at the end of the day, we were the probably one of the few shows or few groups of people who actually were right about this thing. And that's what we're going to kick off the show tonight, kids. We're back. Follow us everywhere, social media. You know all that stuff. You've watched the show. Thanks. If you're watching now, thank you. We're getting back into Watson. We said, hey, he's not getting suspended for the whole season. That's the way this show went. We kept saying it. Originally said eight games. Then it came back six games. Then it went to 11 games. So Deshaun Watson, after Raj ran away and said, I don't like what they're saying, because he had to save face at the Hall of Fame ceremonies and basically make himself look like he gave a damn, when we all know he really doesn't. We're starting on a strong note already. Yeah. He goes back and says, hey, let's let's go to my buddy here and have something done. And then the NFLPA says, yeah, you're not suspending him for the whole year because what about Jerry? What about old Dan Snyder? What about all those emails, huh? And they're like, okay, 11 games, $5 million suspension. But the key thing in this is they're forcing him to go and get counseling and help, which is a huge thing. Because at the end of the day, we know he's a creepy bastard. And we know that. We've said how, it a million times. That's serious, what he is. How serious do you think Deshaun Watson takes uh, that counseling on a scale from one to ten? I think it starts at a two because I still think when he talks, he feels like he's got nothing. He's done nothing. Oh, he wrong. feels innocent. He and feels innocent. whether whether he is or not doesn't matter anymore. It's about dude. If you really want to change your image, you've got to step up. You've got to take. This time, look at yourself and how you got put in these situations. And he's come out and said something like that, where, hey, this is my sit. I put myself in this situation. I need to do better. Yeah, he can say that. But actually following through and doing it is a totally different thing. So right now, I think it's a two. But eventually, I think it starts to build up. I think he knows that if he ever wants a career and he wants to be successful in the NFL again, he's got to get this behind him. Because I don't think he's strong enough. And I'll talk about this a little later when I compare him to Manti Teo and LeBron James, which I told you I was going to do earlier. And it sounds crazy, y'all, but stay tuned. For those listening, for those watching, stay tuned. It'll make sense, I'm sure. But right now, I don't think he's strong enough to handle like what he went through in Jacksonville. I mean, that was funny. Don't get me wrong. And I'm trying to find the audio. I know I sent it to you. Here we go. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. And probably deserved, right? Like, like, I feel like that's that's fair. That's a fair fucking chant, in my opinion. It is. And that's Jacksonville in the preseason, bud. This isn't for anybody that doesn't know Jacksonville. Jacksonville has zero fans that go to their games. So, like, they've got seven at least. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I mean, listen, man, it's, uh, it's, to me, it's, I try to like, think of it outside the situation it's just the nfl took such a stance right like for the nfl to to hire somebody 
to investigate the case and essentially put down a suspension for them to just to say, well, no, that's not what we wanted. It's like, well, that's not that's not how it works. Now, you have to think also with the 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 players association and the collective bargaining agreement that they came to. They kind of handcuffed themselves and gave Roger Goodell way too much power. They did. Um, and, and he tried to flex his muscles here. But I also think that. From Roger's perspective, he he realized that he wanted a full season suspension. We all know that's what he wanted. Do you really but, believe that's what he wanted, or is this what he's saying in public? And is this what he was saying at during Hall of Fame weekend when he's shaking hands and kissing babies? No, I, I personally think he he does because I okay. don't think he has any guidelines as far as punishment or concerned as disposal. Right? It's kind of mm-hmm. everything he does. He just kind of makes it up. Uh, and I think he was he was honestly pissed when they came back with the six games. I think he did want the the entire season, but I also think that he understood through litigation and things like that that he was kind of backed up in a corner because there's there's an extent where he can overexert his power, and that's kind of what he wanted to do. And so I think that's why they, of course, came to the eleven games, which eleven seems like a strange number. You would think it'd be or ten or twelve, but it, so be it. But I think w- when you get to that point. He just knew that he was kind of backed up into a corner where if, if he kind of overstepped his power, he'd look a complete asshole. But I, I personally think that there was definitely some owners that were wanting that type of punishment. Uh, and I think some even said so when the punishment came out that they thought mm-hmm. it was ridiculous. I know your guy Harbaugh out there in Baltimore had things to say about it. Um, and so everybody has their opinion. But I, but again, I think that if it was up to Roger, he would have spent him a year. But but again, this is the problem we run into anytime we come across these situations. There's there are no specific guidelines as far as suspensions go. And this has gone on for two years. And then for you to bring it to an arbitrator and then say, oh, fuck that. The arbitrator didn't say what we wanted to. And then we're going to do our own thing. It, it's just it seems ridiculous to me. It's absolutely ridiculous the way the NFL works. And the 11 games, I think the way 11 games works is because we have a 17-game season now. Otherwise, I think it would have been a 10-game season with 16. And I mean, at least that's how I figured it out. But the way you said it, you know, you go to the arbitrator, you know, the mutual party, they're going to make the decision. You're supposed to be like, all right, this is the person we agreed on. They make the decision. I've said a million times to you and to anyone who listen that Roger is like the kid who's like doesn't get the answer he wants from mom. So he goes to dad to get the answer he wanted and hopes dad's cool and more laid back. Yeah. He knows he's going to get his way. And that is what he did with his buddy, the attorney general, former attorney general of New Jersey. Can I yeah. please have no, no fruit snacks before bed, but <laughs> I'm asking the former attorney general of New Jersey. Right. Like that's exactly. exactly what he did. But the NFL needs to figure their shit out because this, yeah, 11 games. He deserved 11 games. I kept saying six because of the Ben Roethlisberger history and the history the NFL has with this kind of thing. However, when you look at it, DeAndre Hopkins, his former teammate, got six games for PEDs. But it's also in the NFL, the way these things work is what can you prove? And that's where they start to build. I think the next collective bargaining agreement, they need to set stuff, sit down and figure this is what it is for this thing. This is what it is for this, this and this and this. And actually set it down so Roger doesn't have all that power. And when you bring up Harbaugh, he coaches a team and loves a guy who allegedly murdered somebody. So whatever with that. I just always have to bring it up. Yeah, yeah, you're just hurt by it. And it's fine. I, mean, no, I knew you, I knew you'd be hurt by it. Anytime I bring up <laughs> the Ravens, you seem fucking hurt. Ray Lewis so killed somebody, okay? <laughs> he did. He did kill a guy. Didn't you have a wide receiver that killed a guy on your team? Uh, Dante Stallworth, yeah. Hit yeah. A guy. So who the fuck are you to talk down I mean, to other people? I don't. I think he was a free agent at the time, like just All left right, the sure. Patriots. 
I don't think he was actually – I don't remember at that point, but he, he could have been. He played a majority of seasons with the Browns. He was a Brown. That's I mean, listen, we've had horrible people on our football teams, Titus Young. But anyway, I mean, we've also had some really good ones. But we, we don't talk <laughs> about them right now because they're That's not fair. as fun. But, yeah, the Deshaun Watson thing, This I'm just glad it's fucking done, dude. Me too. We talked and about it for way too long. Let's – Let's just move on. Let's go into something else here. And I said we we're going to bring it in. The Manti Teo doc, Untold, on Netflix. Did you get a chance to finish it? I haven't finished it yet. Okay. So I'm relying on you. So it was either that or Hard Knocks last night. And, of course, yeah. I, I selected Hard Knocks, uh, which I'm oh. sure we'll talk about. But We will uh, definitely talk about that. And I don't yeah. care if you got one ass cheek and three toes. You better be watching that shit. I, I'm interested to see. Like, So it was really – I ditched it early. I ditched it early. I turned it on and I ditched it early. It was a really slow starting thing for mm-hmm. me. And I was, I don't know what I was really expecting, but like, I don't really give a shit about him growing up. I really don't care about that. Get get to the meat and potatoes, right? I don't yeah. need a salad. I want some, some protein. Uh, but they didn't give that to me right away. So I ditched it and that's on me. That's on me. I will watch it. No, um, I'm but I do you. want to start that to, way. Yeah. Tell me about it. I mean, so I, we all I know get, the whole story, right? Where he had the fake girlfriend, Lene Kakua, and she died. But what you get is the perspective from the person who was actually behind the Lene Kakua account and persona. And it was a dude the entire time. It was. Who is now, the dude is now a chick. So that's in the air. That, if, then, that, if that doesn't sum up 2022 for you there, folks, and this wasn't in 2022. No, this, I mean, we're talking. Lene Kakua was 2013. Out before the trend. Yeah, she was yeah, really a trend. 2013. Set. This is catfishing before catfishing was a popular thing that people knew about. Manti Teo was a can't-miss prospect going to Notre Dame. Chose to go to Notre Dame because his faith told him to go to Notre Dame. Originally went wanted to go to USC, wanted to be Ness Ray Maluga, and instead he goes to Notre Dame. A Hawaiian kid, can't-miss prospect. He was the number one outside linebacker going into that class in 2009. Has an incredible college career. 2013, he goes into his senior season. After he chooses to come back, he could have gone pro as a junior. Could have gone pro, made millions of dollars, would have been a first-round pick. I have so many bad things to say. I'm not going to say them. <laughs> no. But, like, I, I it, things that are running through my mind is like, yeah, you wouldn't have had to have a fake girlfriend if you just went pro. No. And Manti, in this doc, comes right? off as such a good dude. Like, you feel for him. Like, before I was always like, okay, how did you not know this chick? And then it kind of makes sense how you see how he fell for it. He had talked to her on the phone. He had made, like, this dude who was creating this whole story – Fabricated an entire family history. I mean, she would talk to brothers. She would take pictures of people who were actually this chick and have her hold up uh, pictures. So Manti knew she was real after Lene Kakua died and then suddenly came back to life. But when she. Incredible story. Incredible story how she resurrected. Yeah. So she apparently didn't die. She was hiding from someone. Anyway, the thing with Manti Teo is he was a can't miss prospect. You watch Manti Teo at Notre Dame, and there's not many better linebackers you might have ever seen play the game. He could do everything. He was good. Every single thing on the football field he could do. He was a leader off the field. And then this happens, the fake girlfriend story, because he des- he dedicated the season to her. And, and his, his like, grandma. Mom or so. Oh, yeah, his yeah. grandma yeah. died. The yeah. same day that Lene Kakua died of leukemia, his grandma died. So what, wait, what do day. you think about that, though? Because I haven't watched the doc. Like, is that just like, did she do that? Did he, I keep, I'm not sure to say Lene is a she or a he. Like, I'm very confused. <laughs> I mean, either, 
technically Lene was a she, but the person but behind it was a, it was a he. And so, now that person's a she. So I feel good to it, say it, any anything I want. Anything you want. Pick your okay. pronouns. He, she, they, them, whatever you want to do. I mean, okay. You so and I, I have wanna... never personally talked about our pronouns. I'm not sure what you define yourself. As. Uh, I, I, um, never mind. All right. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so, this, but, but, but do you think this is how you know we're back because we're he, going way off already. <laughs> he and or she killed themselves on that day that his grandma died on purpose. It didn't seem that way. It was just she had thought or he or she had thought that it had gone too far. And he or she was catching feelings at the time for Manti. And so she just thought, killed herself. She's like, and, listen, I got to end it. But she had carried on this Lene kakua in the hospital thing like she had a mask so she could hear the breathing it was like so she clearly didn't have a job because people well, that have jobs don't no. have time to be going to hospitals and do fake and ventilation he was a christian singer of some sort like a warship singer and manti had retweeted this person who was playing lene kakua's stuff before therefore the people who found out that this guy was lene kakua they thought that Manti was in on it, which he never was. So this guy, who was a number one pick, can't miss prospect, could have been in the NFL as a junior, completely lost everything because he had, as a 21-year-old, he had to go to the Combine and talk about this, had insane media coverage, had to convince people he wasn't gay, that he liked girls, just had never met this one. Everything went crazy for Manti. And we know that he wasn't a first-round pick at the end of the day. Ended up falling to the second round, got picked by the Carolina Panthers. This was in 2013. We're in 2022. Manti's not in the league anymore. Hasn't been Manti- for a while, right? Yeah. It's been a few years. And the reason he ended up leaving Carolina, went to the Chargers, when he would get in the game or get ready for a game for the Chargers, where he, in college he was always amped up, ready to go, ready to lead. He had that warrior spirit being the Samoan background. He was basically everything we see the rock in all these action movies. That was Manti before games. And all this put such a negative issue in his head that anxiety built up and he couldn't handle being the villain. He couldn't handle not being loved all the time. And this is where it brings me back to LeBron James and Deshaun Watson. Jesus Christ. All right, here we go. (laughs) Here we go. I've been waiting for this. All right. I'm buckled in. Do you remember when LeBron James went to Miami? LeBron James was beloved across the board. Everyone loved him. So he goes to Miami, and what did he struggle with at first? He wasn't universally loved anymore. He had that issue, but he eventually overcame it because he's LeBron James, and he's just fucking good and annoying. It's not universally loved now. No, but he was always universally loved beforehand. Sure. And now you've got Deshaun Watson. Everyone, oh, Deshaun's such a great guy. Look what he did. He's the Michael Jordan of college football. He's going to be the Michael Jordan of the NFL, said his own head coach. He grew up a hard life and work done homes, you know, work done, had to donate homes to his mom. This kid always came from a hard background. Such a great guy. Deshaun is always used to being loved. And now when he gets in a game, he gets chants like, you sick fuck, you sick fuck. And that is just in a preseason game. Deshaun Watson may never be the player we've seen because now he is no longer that guy that's universally loved. He's the guy who has to carry that on his back, that he is an absolute villain in every stadium he walks into, including his home stadium, which will be half and half. So from the guy who was used to being universally loved and going out there and just balling out, he's got to deal with other things on the field 
that he's never dealt with before. Can he overcome that? Will he be the same player he was? Because yeah. Anti couldn't do it. LeBron could. Well, and you also have to take into consideration he hasn't played football in two years. Yeah. Right? Like, And I get that That there's some guy. So I, I, I'll remember this. So when Deshaun Watson was a rookie, I remember his first check that he got as a rookie. There was a video. He gave it to the lunch lady. Right? And it was like this cool video. And I still remember it. Cause it was a cool video like that. Right. Like I like, I like people being human like that. Um, and from all accounts, like from Dabo Sweeney and, and listen, Dabo Sweeney's a maniac. So I, I, but like, he's a good person. And then he gets fame and gets opportunities to do things that, that he maybe or may, may or may not should. And then, yeah, like, again, not everybody reacts to And he's been, it's been that way his whole life. To your point, Clemson, he was a God, right? Even for the Texans, everybody knew he was a top five quarterback or progressed to be that. And so, yeah, it's different for him. And uh, it's the thing that I, I kind of say to Browns fans is, so if we can, you know, we can hold a float with Jacoby Brissett for a certain amount of time. It's like, I think uh, the people are like in a bubble where they think Deshaun Watson is going to step on the field and be really, really good again. Be that top five quarterback that he was his last year in, in Tennessee with like 33 touchdowns and eight picks or whatever it was. Um, but again, like that's, that's kind of a long shot to me. And so it's going to take time. It not only does he now have to do with deal with these outside noise, uh, but now he has to deal with not playing competitive football and you can tell you the preseason, I don't give a shit about the preseason. Nobody cares about the preseason. Um, even though I'm paying attention to these Packers, Chiefs, Niners, Texans game right now. Um, but yeah, I, so it's definitely going to be a learning curve. And, and again, it's, for the Browns, it's not this year. This year is not what this the trade was about ever, right? Because the, the, the idea was he was going to be suspended. They knew he was going to be suspended. It, they knew it could be a year. So this was all about next year and the years following. So, again, playing good football seems to kind of put the other shit out the window, right? If you're a fan and you think that Deshaun Watson's a scumbag when he starts throwing for, for three, four touchdowns and, and three bills a game, you're, you're probably going to change your mind a little bit. And I think time yeah, sure. heals, time heals all wounds. So um, that's kind of my stance on it, but, but yeah, it's definitely going to be a learning curve for him. Um, LeBron James is a scumbag. Uh, <laughs> always will be a scumbag. Um it's kind of like the first sellout in the NBA. And, and so that's, I'm not going to touch that, but, but yeah, that's my Deshaun Watson take. But it's, can he withstand the now issue of being a villain? Because if he goes into Pittsburgh in December and they start on him early and he starts throwing picks, it's just going to get more and more painful for him. And he's going to get treated awfully and maybe he deserves it. Maybe he doesn't. We still don't know a hundred percent. Whether this guy is guilty or just a fucking creep, oh, and we can go back and forth on that. Serves to be booed and said that. And he's, he's gonna get it. He's gonna get it. Yeah. But is this guy gonna be able to handle it on the field, or is, is it this, gonna make him will? Astros treatment. Yeah, he's gonna get the Astros treatment. Fuck mm-hmm. the Astros. I hate the Astros. God. But yeah, <laughs> it's like I hate push the Astros. Like again, you hate LeBron. Push the buttons for the second time. <laughs> Ravens Astros. That's all we're going to talk about. Let's talk about Jeff Bagwell's career. Dude, Jeff Bagwell is a phenomenal player. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Him, you know, Craig Biggio. Yeah, that those was, guys are great. Squad. That was a squad. But when when you bring up the new Astros, screw the new Astros. And this is the full coverage football show. One hundredth episode. Our dress rehearsal. Show them your host Altuve jersey. Show it to them. Show the people. 
I think I'd wear a Ravens jersey before I wore an Altuve jersey. Wow. Mm. I can't. I can't baseball, stand it. Nobody gives a shit about baseball though, really. So, hey, my baby guards are doing good, and I called them the guards. Baby steps. Baby we're guards too, which is even weirder. But we're three quarters of the way into the season. I still call them the Indians. But let's get away from Manti. Check out the doc, and you kind of feel for the kid. And I'm gonna it's watch. Like, it's like this person who put him through this stuff. They're getting their like five more minutes of fame because he she controls. I don't know their pronouns, so don't start sending letters. Oh no, but, people they'll send tons of letters on me because I don't really give a shit. I'm gonna fuck what your pronouns are. This is part of the reason why I don't write anymore. I sick all the emails. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I'll just slide it down. I don't give a damn. Let's move on. Let's talk uh, what's actually going on in the NFL. Big <laughs> news: right, Tyron Smith hurt, tore his hamstring off the bone, had surgery today. Bro, bro, listen to what you just said, though. Man. Like, listen to like feel like the, like just try to feel that injury. Bro, rips no. the skin off the bone. The hammy, like, it's dude, almost like, like you're eating like a chicken thigh or something. I got like, tight hammies as is. Like they hurt. Like it's I could terrible. ripping it off the bone. I mean, come on now. That is a tough injury. Feel bad for the big man, but this I is. I think he's he's probably he's a he's a top three asset to the offense on that team. Hundred percent with you. That and I could argue good. he's he's probably one or two. And you got Zach Martin on that offensive line who never makes an issue, but Zach Martin's job gets a hell of a lot harder when you don't have Tyron Smith there. Well, and you can't replace. It. We're talking about left tackles. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a reason left tackles get paid a shitload of money, because that is the blind side of ninety nine percent quarterbacks not named yep. Tua, and and so they get paid like and and so losing him is just it sucks for Dak, it sucks for Zeke, it's it's just it's rough, man. And Dallas is the favorite in the NFC East right now. Yeah, which we'll talk more about next week. But how much does this hurt them? I mean, is this a two games they might not win? Is this does this cost them how many games do you think over the entire season? Because he could come back in December. But what are you getting in December after rehab and all that? Are you going to get him at full strength? How many games does this cost him, you think? Yeah, and you're at the back half of the schedule. It's hard to give an idea of how many games it costs. I'll say this. It's, it's two or three games because – in my perspective, what it what it does is it hampers Dak offensively, mm-hmm. and it also it, it, it makes it you know way more difficult to run the football. I mean, I saw Zeke splits today on uh, on one of the social media platforms, and his splits with Zach Martin on the field and not on the field, or Tyron Smith right? <laughs> on the field or not on the field is is night and day. Like he's a different running back with him on the field, so that's like again that's huge. That could be two or three games. It's hard to you know state how many games, but I definitely think it'll cost them a couple games. And that division's got some great. It, and the other thing runners. is, they have no fucking back. Like they don't have nothing to like replace him with. Like not even anything competent. So it's like at that point, it's 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 strange to go out and make trades this early in the season, especially for a left tackle. Not many teams have one that they're willing to give up because they need a good backup left tackle. The Cowboys yeah, have decided to not care about that position, and it's going to come back to bite them. And you've got people on social media, Cowboys fans. Let's see who people drop. Let's see who we can pick up. Usually you're not getting anybody worth a damn. That's why they're getting dropped. Especially Every now and then you find you find someone solid. It's not going to happen. This yeah. is going to hurt the Cowboys. I still think they can win that division, which, like I said, we're going to talk more about next week. But that's bad news for them. Speaking of injuries, our boy Zach Milson. Sorry, Zach Wilson. And Zach Wilson's had himself a hell of an offseason. 
Yes. Knee injury early on may come back week one, may become back week two, week three. I mean, Zach Wilson, he seems to have issues staying healthy. Is this going to be a thing for his whole career? Is this kid ever going to get to show us what he really is? I just don't think that's fair. I don't think it's fair to say he's he's played one year, right? Like, yeah, he's been Mm -hmm. dinged up. Like, look, you play for BYU, and then you walk into the fucking NFL, you're going to get nicked up, right? These are different dudes. These aren't a bunch of Mormons out there praying to the Bible every day. (laughs) Um, Again, Now we're getting letters from the Mormons. Yeah, listen. And all their wives. Yeah, I got Cancel by the end of this thing. So what happens when we take a month and a half off? I got I got opinions. <laughs> um, but I listen, I don't know if Zach Wilson's gonna be good. I've watched him play, he doesn't scream, he's gonna be good. But we also have to understand he was put into just a shit show. The yeah. Jets are a disaster. Um, it they struggle like I do think that the Jets had one of the best drafts, and I do think that there's yep. way more talent on this team this year. Um, and uh for me, I want to see Zach Wilson for another season and see what he has. But uh, the news was promising based off of the way it looked when we saw it on tape. 100% everything you said. I just brought it up to see what our comments would be, and I can't argue a bit with you. Because it's still too early to decide what this kid is. Now he's got Garrett Wilson. Now he's got a back in Brees Hall, along with the other weapons they had going in the yeah, last year. And, and Michael uh, Carter. Yeah, I mean – you were thinking he was going to get Mackay Becton. Becton's out for the year. That, They've already that replaced him. Is the saddest injury of the offseason for me. Yeah. Because Mackay Becton worked his ass off to get back. Then he was super overweight. He worked his ass off to get the weight, and then mm-hmm. he gets hurt. And Mackay yeah. Becton, in my opinion, when coming out, and we did a draft show with him when Mackay Becton yep. was drafted, I thought the dude was going to be fucking unbelievable. And I still think he can be unbelievable if he's on the field. I mean, he's just like walking to a. It's like. Imagine walking into a seven seven foot wide wall like that. That's going to be difficult to get to the quarterback. Yep. Like it, it that that one really made me sad, and I could give a shit less about the Jets. But it, it's tough when you see a guy that was hurt, fought back, then was out of shape, got in shape, and they got hurt again. It's like this sucks, man, for him. Yeah, it's bad news for the Jets. Let's talk uh, Zach Wilson a little bit more. Zach Wilson's offseason a little interesting. All of a sudden, his ex girlfriend puts him on blast for sleeping with his mom's best friend. I mean, Zach having a good offseason? I mean, look at this stuff. Zach so Wilson? Let's hear your thoughts on that. And, and I'm not in an any in any NFL locker room. If you guys were wondering, um, this is a green screen behind me. I do not hang out at Ford Field. I'm not there right now. Um, so I'm not in many NFL locker rooms. <laughs> um, but I would say this. I would say that the Jets locker room – probably has more respect for Zach Wilson today than they did before the offseason began. And Zach's girlfriend is now supposedly banging his best friend over there in Washington with the Commanders. That is their name, right? The Commanders, the Commodores, the Commodore 65s, whatever they are. Yeah, we hated that at first, and now we're both cool with that. Yeah, because when you say it for, for, you know, four and a half months, it's like, yeah, the football team. The WFTs. It's better than the Commanders. Yeah, Zach Wilson. Are they, are they the commanders? Is that what they are? Yeah, I think it's commanders. Now I feel like it's wrong. It just doesn't sound natural, kind of like the Guardians. But Zach Wilson, this kid's made for New York City. Like, they got him on page six, all the drama. They love it. Now what we need to do is see what this kid can do when he's on the field. And I hope he comes back, you know, week two. Hopefully he's healthy week two. I'd love to see Let me him. Let ask you, is he more TMZ or more QB1? Right now, he's more TMZ. Yeah, for sure. 
but at least it's interesting. And dude, who doesn't love milfs? I like anyway. That. On my board, wait, we can bring this up. My, my guy Marshawn Lynch got a DUI. He oh yeah, let's let's talk just, about that. He was out there just <laughs> sipping. My man was wasted when they and he was in there. Vegas, right? Yeah, he was, was all driving up on listen, curves and shit. We're having issues with the NFL in Vegas. We've got quadruple DUIs. We've had Josh Jacobs. We've had Henry Ruggs and that off story. Can we, We've got can Marshawn we Lynch. A Vegas issue, though, because Marshawn Lynch isn't even playing. I feel like you're just pinpointing No, Vegas I'm just saying, Kamara beating the hell out of a dude, which, hey, NFL, are we ever going to do anything about that? I need to know. It's got fantasy implications here. You need to know. <laughs> like, what is going on? Like, no. But Marshawn and Marshawn – Marshawn's damn mugshot was absolutely fantastic. Man. Give me, so let good. me see if I can pull this up real quick. He's, but Marshawn Lynch is, and, and I know he got a DUI. And I don't condone drinking and driving, but Marshawn Lynch should be his case should be dismissed. <laughs> Just for he was driving on the sidewalk though. Wasn't he asleep? Is, too, in the car. Yeah, like he. I take that back. He probably deserves a DUI. <laughs> See if we can find this again, dude. If I was, if I had millions and millions of dollars, I would go out every night and get drunk off off my ass and just yeah. have a, like a driver take me back forth. Like, like w- w- if you were rich, would you ever want to drive your car again? I would say no. that you drive me places. I have no interest in driving. Look at this. This look okay. here. Let's the break right this eye, down. Look the at right this eye completely <laughs> shut. The right eye completely shut, right? So he's he's night night on the right side. Yep. The left side. This is clearly, folks, what I would consider a, not only a a high amount of Hennessy intake, but I would also consider this tons and tons of marijuana intake. Oh yeah, this is definitely. The, yeah. Hundred percent. This he is, is. A two, this is a two horse shot here. This is the this is the weed and and the the, the booze, but like that right eye, it just it's done. <laughs> Look, he's probably at this point of the night. And I've been here back in the day. It's just like, just take my mugshot, and I just want to lay down. I just want to lay down. Like, this man's like, listen, I, I can open up a, a fraction, an eighth of my eyeball. And I just here he is down. on the left side. Okay, this is what his eyes normally look like. This is, this is like a, this is your brain. This is your brain on Hennessy and yeah, weed. Exactly. That's exactly what that is. Listen, the man had himself a night. Again, why are you driving? I don't get it, but whatever. Dude, Marshawn's. Marshawn, we love the dude. He's done a lot of good, but Marshawn, let's not drink and drive, boys. Let's not do that. No, it's not a Vegas issue, but we've had a lot of issues in Vegas, and okay. it's on it these dudes like to be better. Vegas. No, because this happens all around. I mean, dudes got to pay attention to their surroundings and be better. And when you've got all that money, you're 100% right. Get a driver. Get an Uber. Yeah, you can get Uber smart. Black on your phone quick. You can get... Dude, anywhere you are, you know these guys can get rides. There's somebody wants them to get a ride because nobody wants to be that club that Marshawn Lynch was at that let him go off hammered. And See, and now you're somebody. bringing up other shit like Marshawn Lynch. You you want to try to stop Marshawn Lynch from driving? No, you go right the fuck ahead, buddy. You want to stop Marshawn Lynch from driving? You do that. Listen, I'm they, I'm gonna let Marshawn Lynch drive in listen, any sort of state of mind. They've that got move, all these move. bouncers and dude, like well, I get it. All you right. got well, forty you bouncers. A bouncer. You're a bigger, yeah. I I would take you over way over me fighting Marshawn Lynch. Listen, either one of us are getting our asses kicked by Marshawn Lynch, and That's he's fair. like, I would get my ass kicked more though. I would get it and kick more. I outweigh him, and I might be an inch taller. I outweigh him by probably eighty pounds, and I'm an inch taller. I'm just falling on the dude, and then he's gonna truck me into the ground and smash me. But 
bouncers at these clubs, they're huge freaking dudes, and I get it, but nobody wants to. I mean, as a club promoter or owner, you don't want to be the club that let Marshawn Lynch go out and then hit somebody. I agree with that. No, I I definitely agree with that. It's all on Marshawn Lynch, don't get me wrong. But these clubs got to take a break and look at these guys when they've got them in there. Because you know he was at some big-time club, and the club – they were probably feeding him. Hey, Marshawn, come well, back. Hey, Marshawn, say, come back. It's also hard for the, the club to cut off a Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. It's compared to Jeremy Somerville or Drew Ward. Like, they'll cut yeah. our ass off. I got cut off at B-dubs one day. <laughs> Shit, the game's kicked off at 1. I was I was cut off by 145. Damn. You're like, you have, you've had eight tall beers, sir, and you've been standing cheering for the Lions. You must be a fucking lunatic. Uh, you're cut off. It was unbelievable. I've never been cut off, but I should have been at Malarkey's in Willoughby when I stumbled out their back patio and almost went through the fucking fence. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, the fence was there, and it held me up for a little bit, and then I was able to stumble out the front door. And what do we think about Trey Lance? Seven for 11 for a 49 yards. I think Trey's going to have an up-and-down year. Yeah, well, that's kind of what rookies do. He's essentially a rookie. Yeah. And I think it's going to hamper Debo a little bit in fantasy. I think he's all the people drafting him, you well, know. Top so the thing is, Debo's rounds. never having the season he had last year. He's not having so either. Especially because be he said he says he's like, I don't want to be a running back and yeah. wide receiver. I want to be a fucking football player. I don't want to have to do both. So I'm with you. What else we got to talk about tonight? I feel yeah, like I we're know, uh, getting off kilter. Yeah, sorry. About well, that. we're talking preseason thoughts. That was next on the docket. So that's basically what we're doing. You let it look at that seamless transition you just had. Thank you. Bravo to you, bud. Bravo to you. I, uh, for the last month and a half, I've been working up to that transition, so I feel (laughs) feel good. I'm still sitting here looking at my I I don't know. I just felt like I remembered, like, Marshawn Lynch getting drunk and getting a DUI all of a sudden, so I don't know. Bad offseason for the NFL with a lot of things going on. I I feel like it's more than it's been. Do you? I feel like it's normal. I feel like every week we got someone new, like – NFL's got one of those six days since an incident clocks going on in the office right now. Yeah, Five it's, never, it's never been to six days, though. It's never been there. No, I mean, listen, you, you let these these guys, they're off season. They got a lot of money. And it, I'll tell you what, in life, 90% of stupid things are, are booze induced. And, and trust me, I like to drink booze too. So, like, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm not part of that statistic, but. People do dumb things when they're drunk. Yeah, but pick where you get drunk and pick who you're with who can kind of just be old and drink at home. Drink at home like a man. That's what I do. Just drink at home, play Xbox, and go to bed. Be a (laughs) fucking normal adult. Speaking of Xbox, we were talking about the new Madden 23 earlier today. I've played a whole two minutes of you. Have you downloaded the game or the trial since we talked about it last time? Why didn't you know there was a trial? That's what you told me uh, earlier. Get a 10 hour trial of the game. Yeah, is it a full trial? It's a full it trial like, for ten hours. Can I do like a like a franchise? Yeah, for ten hours. Jesus Christ, I might have to call for it tomorrow. Um, <laughs> no, especially after I've had some some beers, man. I throw picks left and right, and I know that won't change. Listen, I I just want to still play football. Madden just it's One more so year. repetitive and repetitive, and it's the same game. And they can they can blow smoke up your ass, whatever they said. Oh, the the, the pass reading bullshit. Like, okay, they, mm-hmm. they they did that in another game where they put like shadows where the, ball the window. Was, yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, it's it's 
it doesn't progress at all. And this is this is my worry for NCAA. Also, EA Company. It mm-hmm. hasn't been out in eight years. It will be nine years when the game actually is released. Like, if you fucking make it like Madden, we riot. We we absolutely 100%. riot. We blow shit up. The, but the thing is, with NCAA, you're taking, you know, East, North, Southwest, Tennessee Tech, and you're picking up a guy who's a three-star cornerback, and you move him to quarterback, and you're running the option with this kid, and he's in the Heisman race. And it is so stupidly fun to so, do these kind of things. To be honest things. with you, for me in NCAA, I, I maybe play one game a season. Mm. I'm more of like love recruiting. Yeah, love building the, the building the school. Like you yep. know, I, I love to take like Tulsa to multiple championships. Fuck yeah. Like that's the fun part about it to me. So like I'll play like that one game a year when I realize I got a really good team. But it's like I don't even care about playing. This is like just about like running. It's almost like a GM in a, an organization. Mm-hmm. That's what I like. Um, and that's what I used to love about franchise mode in Madden. Except now they haven't changed it in forever give you something different, make it more authentic where you can switch teams, you know, just cause you want to and yeah. keep the same kind of mode. And I mean, I'm, I'm an old man now, but I still like to chill and play some Madden or some lately. It's been the show. Cause that game's fun as hell, but playing video games is, just, is cool, dude. Like I just, chill. I love playing video games. I don't play really much at all, but mm-hmm. I love playing video games. Yeah. I'll play my little golf game or Madden or, we, you and I used to play Madden online. Yeah. It's, it's a fun game. It's fun to do the drafts. It's fun to do, yep. like, it, it's a fun game. It's just like, it's like that that meme where it's like, just do something. And that fucking, like, stick person is like, focus on with a stick. It's like, just change something. Like, I don't give a shit. Just change something. I, yep. why am I, and the problem is there's $70 games. And it's like, why, why do I need to get this if it's the same fucking thing as the one I have from three mm-hmm. years ago? Exactly why I'm two minutes into a trial and I already gave up on it. Probably I'll play it a few times. I'll check it out, but that's about it. Give us a good NCAA. And we're gonna we should talk video games. We got a dude. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Who we got a video we would have on the show? Yeah, he's into video games. He knows all the history of it. He was the dude who actually broke the NCAA story when it first came out. And Wait. I'm gonna go through my email. We're gonna get him on because I think it'd be we fun had to talk him on here games. before. No, we were gonna have him on. Oh, I've oh, talked oh, to him okay. a few times. Okay. No, we haven't had him on yet. We said we were going to have him on. We talked about it. And then apparently, I'm sure I got his number in here somewhere. We'll hit him up. But yeah, let's get back to the preseason. There's been some standout players here, like Isaiah Likely of the Ravens. We'll go back to them, a tight end, who's had a really good preseason. We'll see what it means as we get into the regular season. Pause. Pause. Isn't it wild that like the, the Ravens have won like 22 like straight preseason games? 100%. They're a well-coached football team. Like... Did, did the Browns go 4 0 the year they went 0 16 in the preseason? Yep. So did the Lions. Yeah. So, like, these are just meaningless fucking games in vanilla offenses and defenses. The fact that they've won like 22 in a row seems to be like the weirdest stat that I it I is. Throw out. It's just so weird. Like, because they're not throwing <laughs> out like the guys who are going to play on the regular season. These are just random no, ass exactly. dudes. They won 22 but that tells you how good that coaching staff really is. And I'll give Harbaugh shit for some of the stupid things he said. <laughs> no. But that guy is an excellent football coach. Yeah. I, agree. I mean, and the sad thing is, I don't think he's even the best in his division. Tomlin's the best in that division. Yeah. 
That's crazy to think, but I that's mean, how good that. You could, you, that's that's that's, a, that's an argument we could have for days because oh, I yeah. think they're very they're very close knit. They're both excellent. The competition goes. I mean, to look at the guys they've won with, you look at T- Tyler Huntley going out and winning, no problem, looking like a real good quarterback. Maybe he is eventually, but the Ravens, Lamar was out, and they still found a way to win. Tomlin was winning with Duck Hodges for God's sakes, and he's basically going to have to deal with that this year. We'll see. We're going to talk I see about Baltimore runs. I know we're so off topic, but Baltimore just runs the ball so well that if yeah. like they can get by with mediocre fucking quarterbacks, That's and their their defense, which isn't stacked anymore, mm-hmm. like it's solid, but they just get everything out of everybody. Yep. just the way they are because they they do the Belichick thing. It's the same style where you see what these guys are good at, and then have them do that. You're not doing the square peg round hole like our franchises have done for years. Where they're like, we're going to do the Patriot way this time. We've both seen them right, mess that for man. 50 years. 50 exactly. Years. And Dan Campbell doesn't. No, that's what I do. Let's, you know what? Hard knocks. Let's just get right into it. So the Detroit Lions, for those of you who don't know, Drew's team, as you can tell by the Lions shirt and the Lions hat, and the fact that he's sitting in Ford Field, they're allowing sad. him to do this. <laughs> and he looks sad and depressed. <laughs> the sadness. <laughs> Obviously, he's a Lions fan. Lions and Browns fans were screwed. But anyway, Lions fan over here gets to watch his team on hard knocks. And for those of you who haven't watched it, steal someone's HBO max password, do what you got to do because this team, they make you want to root for them. I watched it last week with a friend of mine who does not give a shit about football. By the end of that episode, she's like, Oh, I want to watch some lions games this year. They look pretty fun to watch because there is passion. There are stars made every year on hard knocks. And these dudes, they usually end up getting cut by the end of the season or the end of the season of hard knocks i should say there's a dude who we all know is rodrigo now who's a linebacker who is making excellent plays on the field for your football team dan yep. campbell you see why guys want to play for this this entire coaching staff a former basically i think they're almost all former nfl players right yep they you see the battle between them between Deuce staley and aaron glenn two dudes who off the field probably as close as can be on the field they will talk shit to each other all day long, but this is the kind of team and the kind of, you know, I can't think, I don't know why the word escaped me, the kind of culture that they're building in Detroit there that people are going to want to go there. Jamal Williams last year when they signed, it was two, was it last season they signed him, the first year of the yep. Dan Campbell era? Yep. They signed him after they got DeAndre Swift, and I'm thinking, why are they signing this guy? And I didn't understand it. Yeah, he's a good player, but you don't need a Jamal Williams. And then you got to see who get to see who Jamal Williams is on the field and the passion this kid plays with. And I'm like, give this kid quarterback money is worth every freaking dime. Watch Jamal Hard Knocks, and I'm gonna shut up. And Drew, what are your thoughts on Hard Knocks? This is your team, bud. What do you got to say? So I have multiple thoughts about Hard Knocks. First of all, it's it's cool to be on Hard Knocks. And the second thing is I'm so happy it's not Matt Patricia on Hard Knocks. Like, I feel like if you sit down and tune into Hard Knocks, like, it's hard not to try to root for the Lions, mm-hmm. especially after. I mean, listen, they've been to one, they've won one playoff game in my entire life. And I was six. So I can't claim like I was like all into that game. It's been terrible. Hard Knocks is cool because it highlights players like Rodrigo, like you said. Mm-hmm. From a Lions perspective, it's sad that that's the the, the linebacker that we need to highlight. <laughs> like the one thing I'll say about Hard Knocks is, from a Lions perspective, 
it hasn't really brought us the big names, right? We haven't seen golf. Yeah. We haven't seen Amon Ra. We haven't seen we of course we've seen so much of of um who the hell we see so much of uh Aiden Hutchinson mm-hmm. and his family and his his beautiful family. The guys he's got the most beautiful family of all time. But it's like they we are. haven't seen we haven't seen Penny Sewell. We haven't seen Taylor Decker. We haven't seen any Jared Goff, really. DeAndre Swift has been is been absent. So for me, it's like, and I love the story of guys making or breaking the, the team. But like, show me some of my guy guys. Mm-hmm. Like, right? Like, I want to see my guys. And they just, they haven't done that yet. And I'm, I've had fun watching it. Um, yeah. I don't know if you, did you see the one from last night? No, uh, I haven't even watched it tonight after the show. Jamal Williams tried to tries to fight, and you'll probably text me when you watch it. He, so they're they're in joint practice, and I'm not going to spoil the episode or whatnot. This is just one little part of it uh, with Indianapolis, and Jamal Williams just all he does is just talk shit and is in everybody's face, and he tries he tries to fight pretty much every single person on the Indianapolis Colts, which is fantastic. To your point, give him quarterback money. But for from my perspective, as far as like the show and what it's been, I I could see some more. I want to see more of the core of the team. You see yeah. no TJ Hawkinson. You haven't seen any TJ Hawkinson. You haven't seen any Penny Sewell. I want to see JMO's you know, trying to fight back. Like I want yeah. to see him work it out. I want to see him fight through injury because like I know he's on the pup list, but like that was the big time and the player. I hate to stop you there, but Jamo, you're talking about him. He called Matt Stafford and he's number nine now. How do you feel about that? I don't like it. I don't I don't care for it much. I mean, so as far as I know, and, and it, please, please correct me if I'm wrong, but there's a zero to a hundred. Essentially, you can't be a hundred. So you have zero to ninety-nine. To have to be nine seems weird. You just don't need to be nine, right? Is is isn't there ninety-nine other numbers essentially you could be? Yeah, I thought it was weird too, but you know what? People are making a big deal. Oh, he 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 called Matt Stafford. I mean, Matt Stafford doesn't seem like a dude who's gonna be like, no, you can't have my number for my old team. And I don't hate it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I just think like again, does Stafford deserve to have his number retired in Detroit? I, I don't know. Probably. Okay. It's the reason I say for like he didn't win shit. Mm-hmm. He won a playoff game. So, but I mean, to be honest with you, the reason I say yes is because he's like kind of like the only good, positive player that stuck besides <laughs> Kellen Johnson, who retired in like my viewing lifetime. Yeah. So yeah, so he probably should. Um, but that's just because it was the Lions. Yeah. Matt Stafford was good for the Lions. He was. Way. He could play. Absolutely underrated quarterback. And he may regress this year, but we'll get into that next week. And go ahead and more of your thoughts on uh, Hard Knocks if you got him. Didn't mean to interrupt you the whole No, no, you're but... good. You're good. I just – I think for what I took out of the last episode, and I know you haven't seen it, is one of the – I would say but outside of all the games that they play in the preseason, the joint practices. The joint practices is the best thing any team can do. Because that's that's actually like lining up offense versus defense and like real players and running like like ideas. When you see the the preseason game, it's 
Yeah, it's all vanilla, right? It's all like, mm-hmm. oh, we're just running. Like our defensive scheme is we're just going to sit in straight zone or straight man. There's no like like disguising anything. Yep. So it's like when you – those joint practices, I just realized more and more after watching it, like the last episode, of how beneficial those are to teams. Yep, you can talk coach to coach, hey, we want to run this. Why don't you try to run yep. this? And that's and what him and Frank together. Wright did. Him and, and Frank Wright did that. It, you learn so much more about your team and the guys on it. And Hard Knocks – there's been a lot of really good seasons. This is one of my favorite already. One of my least favorite seasons happened to be the one my team was on because outside of Jarvis Landry, everyone else came off awful. And that was a Hugh Jackson era when he congratulated Baker for winning the backup spot. And that was just showed you what that team was going to be. Everybody out there that watches Hard Knocks, though, play a drinking game. Every time Dan Campbell says, man, <laughs> we drink. You will I'll, look like I'll, Marshawn Lynch in the first 15 minutes. I'll come see you in the hospital the next morning. <laughs> Shoot me a text. You know, we we do T-shirts here for the show, and I'm watching Hard Knocks, and I thought, Michigan T-shirt, Detroit T-shirt. I don't know if you guys got a zillion T-shirt companies like Cleveland does. I feel like Cleveland has 47,000 T-shirt companies. Biggest T-shirt company city in the world. Why has a company not come out with a T-shirt that says grit on it with uh, Dan? I mean, Dan always talks about grit. They talk about grit constantly with the eye being – Aiden Hutchinson's eye black with his eye in it. I mean, it just makes sense in my head. I don't know if it sounds right coming out of my head, but I will say mix up that. I like the idea, but one other thing, um, because I know we're running kind of probably everywhere. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson, I've been impressed with, right? And I know, like I say, it's not like a preseason, but the first the first preseason game, the dude comes out and gets a tackle for a loss and gets a sack in the first two plays of his career. I just think he's a high motor guy. I don't I don't think he's more athletic than Kayvon Thibodeau, which it was was injured, and I uh, mm-hmm. hope he's back sooner rather than later. Yeah, but like, is there a more Dan Campbell guy than Aiden Hutchinson? No. It's a perfect fit. It's just a high motor, Dude, like go go to work, kind of. And, and he's like, also Detroit, like that's yeah. Detroit's mentality, kind of like Cleveland. You guys embrace mm-hmm. the same kind of mentality we do. Yeah, you know, lunch pail, blue collar, like like go to work, like bust your ass. That's what I think Aiden Hutchinson is, and I think it's perfect with with Dan Campbell. I just think that like that those two are, are the, like the perfect mentality for for mm-hmm. what I think Detroit's trying to build culture wise. Hundred percent. Hutch comes off as a dude who just works hard, and he he reminds me a lot of J.J. Watt in the way he comes off. And looking at him in the pre-draft thing, no one ever said anything negative about this kid. Like, this just seems to be who he is. He's just a hardworking dude who just goes out there and busts his ass, lunch pail, like you said, and that has never changed. And that's why he went from a guy who was a fringe first-round pick to the number two overall pick in the draft. But yeah, definitely get to hard knocks. It's great. Dan Campbell is... A dude you want to play for, this whole coaching staff, you want to play for these kind of guys. I feel like you'll root for the Lions. Like, like 100%. Because, like, the Lions are no – and this is why you – like, I don't – I root for the Browns because mm-hmm. they're in the AFC. And, like, I – you and I understand misery. Like, it's been our <laughs> entire lives. So, like, I feel like you and I are just, like, two – dumbasses who follow a fucking team that makes us miserable and we've done it for our entire lives it just doesn't make any sense but that's where we are so mm-hmm. we might as well embrace it and I, i'm forcing on my and kids too plus thank god we're embracing it because there was a time where i didn't necessarily embrace it and i'd be pissed off or upset every sunday and now i just go this is what my team is 
Yeah, and it's all just football players just get paid millions of dollars. Yeah. They don't give a shit about you, and you 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 go to work and make ten cents, and and you know what I mean. Like like we we go to work for pennies. They go to work for fucking you know hundreds of millions. Yep. And, and so yeah, I used to get pissed too and break controllers and fucking throw remotes, shit. But now it's just TV. like I expect them to fuck everything up, and if they mm-hmm. don't, I'm like, wow, that was cool. Yeah, and you're <laughs> actually didn't I give up a 28 point lead. <laughs> I always thought the Browns had awful endings to football games, but your team just seems to beat that because even in the preseason, y'all have had that oh, yeah. the Desmond Ritter, David Blau game. Our boy David Blau, man, you know, I told you he was going to be a lion so many years ago. And we've talked about that on the show. I don't think he's going to make the team, but Tim Boyle is. Tim Boyle. Yeah. That's Tim Boyle rules. And you haven't watched the the most updated hard knocks either. So no. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. So I, I think after that, too. Um, Tim Boyle based yep. team, and I like David Blau, but it's like I also know that if if Jared Goff goes down, we got nobody. Yeah, and I think maybe that's the way they want it because I think they still know they're they're not that close. They're maybe a right. year away, okay. and I think for, that's oh, smart. Sure. If your main guy gets hurt, then just basically I do, and we'll talk about next week. I think they can win eight eight nine games. There's a possibility they can. Have you been keeping an eye on the NFL Top 100? I have. Any Matt guys? Stafford, Matt Stafford being where he is is ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. Ridiculous, good or ridiculous, bad? Ridiculously bad. Okay. He hasn't. He's never made an NFL top one hundred. Now he's on the Rams. But now he's like nineteen or some shit. So how the fuck did this dude go from? He was in our city for fourteen years and or for ten years rather, mm-hmm. and he never made a top one hundred. Now he's fourteen. How the fuck do you jump up like? Like ninety spots. Like I, I, I know he won a Super Bowl. Blah 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 blah. But like if people don't watch football, like if you have watched it, they know Matt Stafford's been awesome for a while. He was just on the lines. So like that, that's a little out of control. That what was the mo- that was the Trevin one that me. Trevin Diggs, number twenty three, trash. Dude shouldn't be in the top twenty, top two hundred. I am with you on that. Yeah, we we've talked about this. This was our boy coming out. Maybe it was the alcohol, and oh, it was a rough was. draft show. He was getting for cool. seventeen picks. We just wanted Trevon Diggs, Trayvon Diggs, Trayvon Diggs, and you know he's had a good year. He last year was a good year. When you look at what he did, he had a lot of turnovers, a lot of interceptions, but he gave up so many yards. This guy, yeah, he can get the ball, but people are still throwing at him, and he's getting these interceptions because they're still not scared of him. Number twenty three, way too high for me. What do you think about Justin Tucker, a kicker in the top one hundred, sitting there yeah. at ninety four? He deserves to be. Deserves. Who's the number one player, you think? Aaron Donald. I'm with you. I think Aaron Donald's the best player in football. And Transition. while you're talking, Transition. Aaron Donald, oh, man, did I'm you see what Aaron Donald did today? <laughs> Everyone remembers, oh, my God, Mason Rudolph got his head smashed in by one helmet from our guy, Miles Garrett, who is going to be in the top 20. But then today... I'm going through Twitter at work because I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to send shit to Drew at work rather than, you know, work. And hopefully I have this. I do have a message request from some random person. That's You play this. I'm running upstairs for two seconds. All right. All right. So I'm going to pull this up. I'm ready. Today at camp for the, it was a, you know, joint practice kind of thing. Let me see if I can pull this up real quick. Joint practice for the Bengals and the Rams. These two teams, they're like, hey. We're going to do a joint practice. Let's see what happens here. Let me see if I can make this a little bigger. Look at this. Let me see if you can see it. 
Aaron Donald will be in the middle of this. Aaron Donald, big number 99. If it does play, this is a Twitter video. It's up and down. You can see him right there in the middle, right there in the center of things. That's Aaron Donald. This man has two Bengals helmets in his hand. What's that going to do? I know, dude. <laughs> and he starts swinging. The video is choppy. It's only 17 seconds long. But you see the video. You see what this guy's doing. This is a big man in Aaron Donald who you do not want this dude to be doing this kind of thing. No, he baited him. He baited yeah, him. Did you, you guys hear see him. the beginning? You hear him talking about it. He baited him. He baited him. He sure did. I'm going to stop this video real quick. But Aaron Donald, this big, terrifying dude, he's got two helmets in his hand. He starts swinging. Now, Drew did make a point to me when this we brought it up earlier. This is practice. It is treated differently. But Miles Garrett had one damn helmet in his hand. Yeah, he did hit a guy in the skull. This is Aaron Donald. This is like the Terminator. Like two fucking lightsabers, dude. He's <laughs> like, 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 what kind of advantage is that? I wouldn't fight Aaron Donald if he had no helmets in his hand. You put two helmets in this man's hand, that means there's two dudes without helmets on who are about to get their skulls crushed by Aaron Donald, this super beast who's 310 pounds of pure rock muscle. Terrifying to see. So is Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett is like equally – Miles Garrett may be actually more terrifying – Six, six. But you're right, my guy. <laughs> he was swinging double helmets, like he was like in like some fucking like like brave heart. Like, <laughs> like I don't even know what was going through his head. Like he was in Gladiator, right? Like yeah. he was like in the fucking stadium. He was. Are you not Coliseum. entertained? Yeah, Insane. he was in the Coliseum, just snagging helmets. My favorite part was they were <laughs> people's helmets. He still had his helmet on. He was just. <laughs> I know it's it's it's, it's wacky inflatable flailing arm tube Aaron Donald with helmets in his hand, man. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. Fucking dangerous. Like that terrifying. Aaron Donald scares me, bro. I'm not even like. Listen, I ain't gonna play. I'm scared, of Aaron Donald. I wouldn't fuck with the dude. Two helmets in his hand, terrifying. And that video has been deleted multiple times on Twitter. But thankfully, at Cincy Hub. Still has it up because there were people who deleted it, apparently, according to this kid. Because when I messaged him, that's what he said. But yeah, what this is mean? like, why is the internet so soft, dude? People keep deleting it, whatever. But dude, Aaron Donald swinging helmets, scary ass shit. Let's see if the NFL does anything about it. But like you said, we're talking practice, not a game. Practice, dude, that's just terrifying. Like this dude, and hey, RG3, you sent it to me. Y'all get on Twitter and check out what RG3 tweeted out because it's actually pretty goddamn funny. It was pretty funny. And I got to pull up my list here. I lost it again. What else were you going to talk today? Oh, yeah. Let's talk uh, Let's talk some QB battles as we go from one battle to another. Steelers QB battle. Kenny Pickett. Kenny Baby Hands Pickett, not to be confused with R&B superstar Kenny Babyface Edmonds. Kenny Pickett seems to be playing pretty well for the Steelers in the preseason against a bunch of scrubs. Is this guy going to win the job, or is this Mitchie's job going into the season? Or is Mason no. Rudolph? Let's even bring in Mason Rudolph. Well, it's not Mason Rudolph's job. Uh, okay. if, if anything, it would be Kenny Pickett's job, but it's 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 not. Um, it's Mitchie's job. Um, How many games does Mitchie get to prove it? Six. 
I think I think if you're going to name a starting quarterback out of the gates of a season, you have to give them at least six games. You can't just you can't just pull the string immediately. Like if if you see what you see in practice, then you have to you can't just pull the string immediately. You have to give six games, and I think Mitchie will be the quarterback, and I think he'll probably not be great. Is Mitchie? I mean, can we blame Matt Nagy for what Mitchie was, or is that what Mitchie is? Well, that's what Mitchie is. I think the Lions have been in talks to trade for Mason Rudolph, so I know that Mason Rudolph is expendable to them. Do I want the Lions at Mason Rudolph? I don't. But would I rather have Mason Rudolph or David Blau? I'd probably rather have Mason Rudolph. Um, yeah. So for me, it's it's definitely Kenny Pickett's not winning the job right now. It's it's Mitchie's job. And and listen, I think with a with a conservatively ran offense, Mitchie can be fine. He'll be a guy that has a decent you know completion percentage for very little yards, and that's fine if if they're able to move the ball. But Najee Harris was getting like two apiece last year, and that's not going to be sustainable. No. They're going to have to move the football down the field. I'm with you on everything you said. Let's move on to the Seahawks. Geno Smith went in by default since Drew Locke decided to go get COVID. The, 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 what they're doing is is so fucking stupid to me. Go grab Jimmy Garoppolo. Just do it. You get him for a fourth or fifth round pick. Like, mm-hmm. what are you what are you going into the season with Geno Smith and Drew Locke? What this tells me is this is this is Pete Carroll's last year. As head coach of this football team, or is he looking long term and saying, "Listen, I don't think any he of can't look long term." He's a hundred. He's a hundred. What do you long term for him? Is like thirty minutes. But is this they're playing for CJ Stroud or Bryce Young? Well, clearly they're tanking because they would have made the move already. Can't they would, they would have been in on Baker. They would have been in on on Jimmy Garoppolo because Garoppolo is one year. Probably. Yeah, and I again, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is. Clearly, I don't think he's great, but he can bring your team to the playoffs as long as he's mm-hmm. equipped with with other options and outside weapons and in a running game. He, he's yeah. just fine. Can he win you a Super Bowl? I don't think so. But like to me, it's it, Seattle is just going to 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 be a bottom feeder this year, and they were last year. They were seven and ten last year, and they finished last place. And again, it's tough division, but still, you got players there. You still got solid players. They're not terrible all around they're not great but they can still play fairly good football moving on we'll talk one more team this is a team that a lot of people aren't talking about a quarterback battle but we brought it up today tyrod taylor's better than danny dimes i'll say it right there does tyrod taylor deserve to be the starter in new york yes and no so yes he does because i i do agree that he is better than danny dimes but he won't be because they have to figure out that like they have to see what Danny Dimes is yeah right and it's just to me with a new coaching staff did how quick is the trigger for Danny Dimes I think Tyrod Taylor right now as far as being able to move an offense understand a scheme and not turn the the football over is probably a bigger asset to them right now than than the Danny Dimes especially with wanting to get Saquon Barkley involved mm-hmm they want to do some stuff like, you know, shallow stuff with Kadarius Tony and like Kenny Galladay is a waste of a human, by the way. But like, it looks like it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God. He, 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 Matt Stafford got that man paid a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah. So I think that, that what they're going to want to do, I think Tyrod Taylor is probably the better quarterback, but they, they can't do that because they have to see what they have in Neil Jones. Although I think they have seen it. Right. At I this point, I think you should know kind of who Daniel Jones is, but 
I think Daniel Jones is a solid spot starter backup guy in this league. I think that's what is. I think he would be one of the better backups in the league. He's shown that he can play good at times, but long-term he hasn't shown he can stay healthy. He's struggled to really read defenses. His legs have really been a bigger part of his game than his arm has, it seems. Which is yeah, they've dealt with injuries there, but and bad coaching, Jason Garrett being the OC, then being replaced by Freddie Kitchens. Not great for him. We'll see what happens this year. Maybe we're wrong. We've been wrong before, but I'm I mean, I think Tyrod's the best bet there. Now, before we get out of here tonight, and we've touched on I think almost everything we wanted to touch on and been all over the place, and it's fucking great to be back. And thank you for anybody who's joined in or will join in at some point and watch on demand or any of the podcast platforms. Anywhere you get your podcasts, we are there, Facebook, YouTube, and where else? Twitter. Oh, Twitter. We're also there to watch the show anytime you want, always on demand. Check out our link tree, linktr.ee backslash Pod. All our links are there for everything. Follow us on Twitter at Pod. even though that link's basically dead at this point. But hey, you can follow us just for fun. Before we get out of here tonight, one question before we get to our predictions, which will be next week, because we'll talk about it. We'll recap the preseason, basically. Actually, I want two things before we get out of here. One, okay. what's going on with Tom Brady? Where was he? Is, is he getting a divorce? I mean, is, was he on The Masked Singer? What's going on with Tom Brady? All these people freaking out. Nothing. The dude's, same. Dude's 40-some years old and just says, and fuck, I don't want to be at training camp. I really don't give a shit about preseason games. I'll show up when I show up. He's the GOAT. Why? <laughs> like, like that's, that's what's up. Well, he should be there with his team, say all the talking heads. You know, when he came back, this is part of the contract. Like, they knew he wasn't going to be there. Yeah. I love all the people with all the random bullshit that's going on. It's just Brady's a goat. Face it. You got to get a job. People got to get a fucking job. It's why I stay off Twitter anymore, (laughs) bud. Go to work, man. Like, (laughs) go to work and go on Twitter like I do. Yeah. Come on now. But before we get out here tonight, before we get to predictions, we're going to do one prediction tonight. Who is this year's Cincinnati Bengals? So we're saying last to first, right? A team that, you know, we thought could be kind of good, but then to make the run they did and get to the Super Bowl, who's that team? Doesn't necessarily need to be last to first. It's a team that, you know, you know they're good, but is it the Chicago Bears? Is that who you think it is? (laughs) No, no, it's not. Carolina Panthers. Carolina led by Baker. Hey, they got weapons. Matt Rule, I mean, maybe Matt Rule does it. That's I mean, nice they're, 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 they're my selection. They were 5-12 and 12 last year. They were in last place in the NFC South. I think the division as a whole is gettable. Mm-hmm. I do think Tampa Bay is the best team in the division. But, yeah. like, again. We don't know what like, New Orleans is. Yeah, and Marcus Mariota be hurt in five minutes. So, um, I like Carolina. I like Baker, dude. Baker's my guy. I like Baker. I've always liked Baker. I thought last year was a mix of him and the way things went down in Cleveland. And we've been over that a million times on this show. Baker, if he can play within the offense and he doesn't try to force things, Baker can be really good there because anytime they got good quarterback play last year, they won. And obviously a big key to that team – doing anything is your boy Christian McCaffrey staying healthy. If well, he can do well, that, I mean, yeah. they can, they can make noise. I think they're good. They got that young, hungry defense. I love that young defense. Guys like the Jeremy other team Chan. that I would mention in the AFC would be the, I mean, the chargers. I know that's not like a surprise, no. but 
I think it, they were nine and eight. Herbert Hive. I think they can. I think they can win that division. Because I think I, I think Russell Wilson has like I think the Broncos are going to be improved because mm-hmm. they were sore last year. But man, that offensive line is similar to shitty offensive line in Seattle. Mm-hmm. So it's like he's not like getting better offensive line necessarily. And I don't know if the and, weapons are better in in, no, in Cortland I mean, Sutton and, and Jerry Judy than they were with DJ Metcalf. Williams. I mean, I'm with you. That's exactly how I see that team. Are they going to be better with him? Absolutely. But we'll see how good they really are. Sneaky team for me. I think the Dolphins can make moves. I really think if Tua can step up and just take that next step, I think that's a team. And that division, yeah, we know Buffalo is the best team. We don't know what the hell's going on in New England. They're thinking Matt Patricia can run an offense, which New England's I mean, New England's going to be bad. What are they doing? If you if you put Matt Patricia in any really if you you put him on the field during a game, you're not going to be good. So you know. Good luck to New England. They're, they're not going to be good. Mac Jones is mediocre. They're not going. They have no weapons. Their defense isn't as good as it was. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. they get you get you get the Patriots out here. The only time you need Matt Patricia around is if you need something to write with or to eat. Yeah, I don't remember what he eats. What do you think his favorite food is? Cheese puffs. <laughs> I like cheese puffs. I do too. I like <laughs> cheese puffs as well. And hey, we're back. Oh, if you didn't know it. That tells you right there. Now you know that we think cheese poofs. Matt Patricia's favorite food is cheesy poofs. Yep. Anything else you want to get to tonight, brother? I, I don't I don't think so. I uh I think next week's gonna be great because for the simple fact that we're in the dress rehearsal right now. Yep. Like these these preseason third games are the dress rehearsal. Um so I think you could see a little bit more. You'll probably get to get see some Jacoby, mm-hmm. which I know you're twenty five to thirty plays. I know you're pumped to see that. Why, why did they why did they come out with that 25 third place? Like the game, the game varies so much. Do you right? know why? Like, you know why I think they said that? Because the Bears came out three days ago and said our first teamers are playing 25 to 30 plays. So the Browns are like, well, I guess we should do that too. But like you, you don't even know like the kind of the amount of plays you're gonna make. You no. could go three and out. You're gonna put 25 plays. He could be out there the whole fucking game. Or you get a 17 play drive followed by a 17 play drive. Are you going to yeah. take him out midway through the second 17 play drive? Right. Like, say he's playing a half. Like, I don't know yeah. the amount of plays. I don't know, but yeah. So we'll get the dress rehearsal. That'll be nice. Like, I'm, I'm pretty fired up about fucking football right now. Mm-hmm. Um, college football. We 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 need a college football show. Two With all the fucking craziness uh, in college football. We are two days away from our first college football game. Dude, Oregon's coming to the Big Ten now, too. Mm-hmm. Like, college football is fucking crazy. Yep. We should, you know what? Is this week this? zero? Week zero is this week? Yeah. yeah, we got. But by the way, game. what the fuck is week zero? That we got Nebraska track. and Northwestern playing in Ireland. Are That's you why it's week zero. Yeah. On Saturday night. No, wait, who? Nebraska and Wisconsin? And Northwestern. No, oh, Northwestern. Northwestern. I think that's who it is. Don't quote me on that because it was like three in the morning when I read it. Why are they playing there? I don't understand. Who doesn't want to go to Ireland? I mean, I I don't know. Like, people that watch football don't live in Ireland. Hey. They drink pints and watch Rory McIlroy. At one point, 2% of our listeners were from Ireland. So, Mm. we're like the top six podcasts in Ireland. So, don't hate on our Irish fans. I love Ireland. But they don't care about football in Ireland. They'll tell you that right now. Oh, give they care about football, just not American football. Give them a Guinness and 
in a, in a round at St. Andrews, and that's all they care about. It's a little golf. How shit-faced would we be if we did a podcast from Ireland, from some pub? We'd be eating tater soup and some corned beef and just shit-faced. And it'd be a 26-hour podcast because we forget to turn the bitch off. Nope. I would get there with you and then say we're there's 0% chance for the podcast. <laughs> We no, just hit the button. Hit we would hit the button, forget we hit the button, and there, there would be no podcast. There would be us and Jimmy O'Houlihan having a great time. We would just be beach up. But no, it was good to be back. And yeah. uh I, I want to do t- next week. Can we do some predictions? Right? Let's do some yeah, predictions. We'll do predictions. We'll break them down division by division. Um do you want to do records of each team or why don't we just do who finishes in first and who finishes in the yeah. cellar we can we'll, listen what's first no matter, in the cellar because i don't want to have to do like math it. and shit no. like across like all the entire nfl to make sure my shit's like adds up i don't have time next week on the show when we predict stuff we're going to tell you who's going to finish first we're going to tell you who we don't think is going to be any good and we're going to talk about a bunch of other random stuff that we don't even know we're going to talk about until we say it because i did not expect tonight to end the show with my head imagining Bill Belichick and Matt Patricia watching film More and Patricia thing. wiping cheesy poof dust across his shirt and Bill Belichick getting mad at him. One more thing. Hit it. I bet you a hundred dollars. Okay. And I'm not going to pay if I lose. So I bet you a hundred dollars that you pick the sealers and finish in the cellar, the AFC North. Maybe. I'm not sold on that yet because it may surprise you who I think might be in the cellar in that division. Yeah, Browns. Yeah, they suck. All right. <laughs> anyway, we'll get into it next week. Listen, when you pick the Bears to win the Super Bowl, because we know you're going to pick the Bears. You love the Bears. It'll be all good. <laughs> you're right. I do. I and, think the Bears, this team is a good team, good football team. That is an ugly team to watch, and I can't wait to watch them on Saturday to see if they're actually as bad as they looked the last time I watched them play. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening, joining the show. Share, like, comment. Let's have fun. We'll see you next week. And remember, as always, if you love the life you love, you love the life you live. Night, kids. And now we